Welcome to The Artistry. I am your host, Canary T. Robot, and welcome to an episode of The Artist Aska, and in this case, it's a podcaster. Cheryl, would you like to introduce yourself? I would, yes. My name is Cheryl Jones, and I am the host and producer of Movies Made Me. Um, now, can you tell our listeners what Movies Made Me is? Sure. Uh, movies Made Me came out of my own experience with a couple of movies that had deeply influenced my life. And I realized that other people probably have stories of how films had influenced them. So I started the podcast and every other week I have a guest on the show who talks about five films that have influenced them in some way. And then we also go beyond films to talk about three other things, anything under the sun that have influenced them. How long have you been doing Movies Made Me? Uh, a little over two years now. I've got uh, today my 59th episode went up. Oh, wow. That's that's a lot. <laughs> it is. Well, but if I did it week, like I know people who do weekly shows and they've got some crazy number of episodes. I'm like, wow, how did you do that? But yeah, I'm pretty excited about 59 because I didn't think I'd get that far. <laughs> um, what made you decide to do a podcast? Uh, just the... I'm not sure, really, <laughs> when you get down to it. Uh, you know, I had that, those influences, and I started to think about, well, how how would I have conversations with people about influential films? You know, I mean, the only thing that made any sense, really, was to record it in some way. And I had heard just one or two podcasts. Um, and I'd, I had been on one at Disneyland when I worked there. They did one for the 50th anniversary when they were doing the premiere of the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And, and a friend I knew there uh, got me on to be interviewed because I had done – well, that it was one of the first Pirates was one of my most influential movies. And so I'd done some tall ship sailing and things. So they had me on the podcast to talk about that. And I, I think that's really the only way that I – had been exposed to podcasts, but the idea just kind of popped in my head. And I was like, well, I don't know how to do one, but it seems like a good idea. So I did it. Wow. Uh, how'd you talk to, how'd you, did you teach yourself how to do podcasts? Well, I went online first and just did a web search because uh, that's who I am. I research everything way too much. And so I looked around a lot, but the first time that I did that, I, the information that I found made it look like I was going to need about $650 in equipment to do a podcast. And I thought, well, I can't afford that. I mean, I was unemployed, you know, <laughs> like, there's no way. And so I put it off for a few months and then I looked again and that time I found better information and I realized there were microphones I could get really cheaply for like, you know, around $50 each. Uh, so I got a couple of those and, and I realized there was all this free software online and everything. And, and I was finally able to kind of put it together and get enough information also on how you, you know, what you need to do to host your, your audio files and, and how you get them onto iTunes and all of that. So, you know, I kind of wrote everything out for myself and then gave it a shot and it worked. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you still use the same software as you did before, or what has changed um, 
since when you first started podcasting? Yeah, the software is the same. I use Audacity um, for my editing. And but the thing that has changed is how I record, because when I started, I had a couple of blue snowball ice microphones, uh, just little microphones that pick up everything, everything, all the background noise and all that. And uh, and then I recorded directly into uh, Audacity and then also edited in that. But about well, I think it was last summer. So about a year and a half into it, I upgraded my gear. So now I have the microphone I'm talking on right now. I got a couple of uh, ATR 21, is it 2100, some number like that. It's the standard podcasting mic that everybody uses. So I got one of those, which is better. It doesn't pick up as much background noise. Uh, and I got a, a Zoom H4N digital recorder, which is just a handy little recorder that I can take out with me because before I used to have to bring my laptop when I would go and record with people. And now I've just got this nice little digital recorder and it makes life so much easier because <laughs> my computer is pretty old and, and I had it fail a couple of times when I tried to record with people. So, uh, so yeah, now I'm portable and it's good. I can go to like comic cons and things and record now. And, and I love it. I actually, that's one of the things I've been looking into eventually is, um, well, first getting a better mic, and then, yeah. uh, uh, and then I would love to get a portable uh, recorder because, um, like you, I interview uh, different people, and um, I- I've had the, I guess, fortune slash misfortune of interviewing people <laughs> through Skype, right? Um, but, but as well as you know, uh, it's there, nothing compares to interviewing someone in person if you, I, right. you have the opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, instead of just always carrying my laptop, that that would be nice to one day get a portable recorder. Yes, it's it's very freeing. It's a wonderful feeling. You're like, yeah, I'm footloose and fancy free, and I can do this wherever I want now. <laughs> uh, what kind of people have you interviewed? Oh gosh, all kinds of people. Uh, yeah, everyone from you know uh, people who work in sales uh, to uh, well-known actors. You know, I had uh, Clancy Brown on my show, I think that was in the first year, episode 19, if I remember right. And, uh, you know, he's been in everything, the Shawshank Redemption, Buckaroo Banzai, Warcraft, and he's the voice of uh, Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants. And so that was kind of amazing. And <laughs> I've had him on, I just had him on my second anniversary show as well. So I'm like, well, that's crazy, but... Uh, so I've had all kinds of people and that's the concept of the show is I want to hear not just from Hollywood people, you know, I want to hear from everyday people. I had a, a waitress at a local coffee shop who was on and, you know, I, I've been working on a, a certain checker at my local Target store for two years to try to get her to do it. So eventually I'll have her on. And, uh, yeah, cause everybody, has stories about this and you know if you just sit down and think about it you'll realize that there have been films you've seen that have influenced you in some way absolutely um how are you able to meet with so many people and how do you decide who you want to interview well uh i decide who i want to interview by literally just meeting people and if i get the slightest inclination that the person might be at all interesting to talk to and uh, and has maybe some kind of basic interest in film and kind of gets the idea, uh, then I'll ask them. 
and I'm doing that. I'm doing that constantly. So, yeah, I've always got my business cards with me, and I'm handing them out to people. Like, yeah, yeah, and you know, and not everybody ends up doing it, but you have to try. The more you try, the more people you get, and uh, yeah. So that's how I how I go about selecting people, and yeah. Now I know actually plenty of listeners out there. One of uh, the tricky things they do have is connecting with people. Networking is a very yeah. tough skill for them. What would you recommend? Because I mean, for what you do, you—that's how you get interview uh, people. To interview. <laughs> it is. It is, and it's funny because I have never been a networker. Like I've never had any idea how to do that. I always hear people, "Oh, you have to network to get ahead." And I'm like, I'm just never going to get ahead then because <laughs> I don't know how to do that. And yet, all of a sudden, here I am, and I appear to be networking. And I'm not sure how that happened, but <laughs> but it is literally just a matter of you know you you have some people on your show, and if they enjoy themselves, then they invariably will say, "Oh, you know what? I know this other person who would be really great. They'd really like." doing it or oh they're really a movie person and they'd love to talk with you and so I always say yes absolutely set me up with them and it's just taken off from there so you know I mean the biggest thing for me was meeting a a, a guy who's my boss now um, Swampy Marsh who does Phineas and Ferb for the Disney Channel and I, I recorded with him he was on my seventh episode and he enjoyed it so much that he's the one who connected me with Clancy Brown and he's connected me with other people over time. And so that was kind of the first really big connection that, that got things rolling for me. So, and it, it's just gone from there with everybody that I talk with that they all end up going out and kind of connecting me with other people. Where do you meet some of these people? Uh, to record, you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time I go to their homes. So, you know, if they're comfortable with that, then I just meet them. I drive all over. You know, I live in Orange County and I drive all over. I've driven uh, all over L.A. and uh, out to Yucaipa, which is quite far. And uh, I, I, wherever people are, I'll go there. And, you know, some people have come here to my house to do it. Um, I have a, a friend now who has offered her apartment up in L.A. for me if people don't want me maybe to come to their home and I don't want them to come to mine or it's too far for them, then that's kind of a nice neutral place where we can, we can meet and that's working out pretty well so far. I've, that's where we recorded my second anniversary and then I've got a couple of recordings that are going to come up there pretty soon. So now yeah. uh, I remember you once told me that one of your beliefs is you don't like to record um, over Skype or right. over uh, what, what makes you think uh I mean, I agree. The experience is definitely better <laughs> in person, but why only yeah. in person? Well, a couple of reasons. One is because I just don't, uh, I don't, tr I, I lived over in England for a year. I went back to school. And so my only way to communicate with people back home really was through Skype. And it could be such a headache sometimes <laughs> with the, you know, it goes out on one end or the other, as we discovered when we were trying to do this with this is our third attempt. <laughs> Thankfully, it's working now, but, uh, but yeah, it invariably there are problems with it. So I'm like, I just don't want to deal with that headache. But then also, it is just with the kinds of conversations that I have with people, you know, they can be very kind of intimate in a way and very emotional. And, and to me, it's like I can't connect with that when I'm doing it online and I'm not able to look into that person's eyes and be sitting there next to them. Like I know I'm going to mentally check out 
if I am not looking at them, especially because we have quite lengthy conversations sometimes, an hour and a half, two hours. And so I need to be there because I think that allows them to open up more besides allowing me to connect more. So I think just overall doing it in person makes for a better conversation. Okay. And that that makes a lot of sense, especially with what you do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what we talk about is very personal. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I also notice is that you have a lot of items that have the Movies Made Me logo. You actually <laughs> have a logo, which amazes me. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, what made you uh, – when did you uh, design the logo? And well, the- Go ahead. Well, the logo was designed by one of my early guests. I think it was episode six, uh, an artist named Mike Matola, who's just an awesome guy, and he does some really cool artwork. Uh, and you can find him at local cons and things. Uh, and and I had mentioned to him when we recorded that, you know, if I ever have money, I want to hire you to do a logo because he does a lot of that. And And it was a little bit while later that he was like, you know what? Here's some questions I want you to answer about what you want out of a logo, and I'll I'll design something for you. And he did. In the first attempt, I was like, no, absolutely not. This isn't the right thing at all. It's very funny, in fact. Uh, but uh, so, but then I came back to him again later and said, you know what? If you wouldn't mind taking another shot at it, here's kind of what I would want or something. So he went back and he came up with something that I, it was completely different and completely unexpected. And I really fell in love with it right away. So, and I'm really lucky. I mean, he did it for free, and someday I'm going to have some money that I can give him because <laughs> it's, it's such an amazing logo that, you know, I owe him a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I feel the same way with because I wor- I've worked with a lot of artists too, and um, one of the things uh, uh, that I started was. Um, uh, I have a, I, right now. I do have an artist who draws the title cards. Uh, oh, great! But then, whenever I bring on an artist, the first thing, like after the interview, they say, "Now I know you do title cards and you have an artist, but do you mind if I draw my own?" <laughs> I'm like, "Sure." And surprisingly, there's a lot of artists out there who have done this, or like yeah. that I've interviewed, and uh, every time they're like, "I want to draw the title card." I'm like. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and it, every time I every time I see it, it's just amazing. I I'm just yeah. baffled by it. Yeah, I've met a lot of artists through doing the podcast because I'll go out to local cons and and meet artists in the artist alley area and invite them to be on. And so I've met a ton of people and they do amazing work. Like you know, once I get to know them, I'm like, oh well, I'm going to commission you to do a drawing of this character that I love or whatever. And the stuff that they come up with is so unique and so individual. And I just I'm amazed by people who can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Uh, the second part was like, I saw you have a bunch of items. When did you start wanting to market or uh, create, I decided to design logos, uh, put well, design, uh, oh, I'm trying to word this correctly, decided to get <laughs> items with your logo on it. Yes. Uh, well, that kind of happened because I'm just a nerd that way. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a gear person. I like to get all the gear. So I'm like, well, I need stuff with my logo on it. So I just kind of I just started doing it just for myself on Zazzle.com. 
which is one of my favorite websites because they always have a, a deal on something every day. So a lot of times I'll go on and design whatever they have the deal on. And then if I like it, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get one of those for myself. So I have a water bottle that I use when I go and talk to people with my logo on. It looks very nice. You know, and I have T-shirts that I wear when I go to cons to kind of promote it. Uh, and then I started to realize, well, I, I want to have like things I can give away when I go to cons or podcast festivals or whatever. So um, that's when I discovered Sticker Mule and you can get some really awesome stickers there and, you know, they're really, really well made. So I've got and then they also have a lot of specials as well. Like the, every time they introduce a new product, they'll give you a special for like $19. You get 50 of whatever it is. So that's what I keep doing. Every special they have, I'll get the new items. So I've had all different kinds of buttons and stickers and magnets and things. And, and, and then I also went out to a, a local company and had some uh, postcards made so I can give those out to people. And then on the back, you know, it has all the info on how to listen. And on the back, it has spaces to write in your five influential movies and then post it on Instagram and I'll repost it. So when people actually do that, I love it. But, um, <laughs> but I just like, I like having the gear and I like being able to have something that I can give out and kind of promote the show. So I think it's worth the investment. You know, I don't sell anything yet. I've had a couple of people tell me they'd like a t-shirt or whatever. So eventually I'll offer stuff for sale. But for now, I just really like having things to give away. <laughs> um, and this is, I should have asked earlier, where do you uh, uh, distribute your podcast or uh, not distribute? Uh, where? Yeah, where can you find it? Yeah, basically, where can you find it? <laughs> uh, you, all the usual places. So you can find it on my website, which is mmmpodcast.com, or some people like to say it, mmm, podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can also get it, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio, um, or your favorite podcast app. How did you design your own website for it? Or uh, where did you go to make a website for it? I went to WordPress for that because I've done some web websites in the past. A long time ago, I took a basic HTML class online and, and I built I, I used to do some motorsport photography. So I built my own website for that. And I, I have an event that I chair and I built a site for that. But boy, it's a pain in the butt when you have to deal with all the HTML code all the time. <laughs> you know, if you want to change anything, it's really bad. So for this, I decided I just want to do it, you know, easily. And all it really needs to be is a post every time an episode goes up. So I just did it with WordPress, you know, with the just the free site initially. Now I, I pay for it for like the premium WordPress or whatever they call it. But just so I can have it just go, I don't have to have the the WordPress.com in the address anymore. Now it's just my podcast address, and that's what you can get by upgrading. And so on that, and I just put up, you know, links to listen and some information about who I'm talking with and some little funny summaries of what we talk about a little bit, you know, just something humorous, and then links to anything we've talked about on the show that people might want to go and check out. So it just makes it really simple. Nice. Now, yeah. I, I've talked to people who would love to be podcasters, but sure. one of the tricky things for them is where to distribute it. And you brought up a bunch of different names. Um, can can you? What would you recommend for people who want to be first time podcasters? 
Well, the most important one, of course, is iTunes, which what they're now calling it Apple Podcasts, like any of us are going to change. So, (laughs) uh, I mean, that's really where most people go to get their podcasts. So that's the number one place to do it. So once you have two or three episodes recorded, um, you can submit to Apple and, you know, just search online for like Apple Podcasts. I forget what they call it, but just look for Apple Podcasts or, you know. It, it, there's a million places out there that will tell you how to submit to it. And it's a pretty simple process, but you do have to have, you know, two or three episodes of ready to go just so they know you're serious. You're going to do more than one. <laughs> so, um, and once you submit there, that makes it easy for people to grab it from any podcasting app because all of those go out and pull from iTunes automatically. So if someone searches you on like podcast addict, which is what I use, it will go out and search for what's on iTunes. So it's super simple at that point. And the rest are kind of icing, you know, like there are places you should put your podcast out as many places as you can. So people have as many opportunities as possible to, to find it. But iTunes is the number one. Does it cost anything for iTunes or? No, not to, not to put your show up. It's free, which is really nice. All of the ones that I'm on are free. For, for the producers to put shows on. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, again, that was always an issue. It's like, I can only put it up on YouTube. I don't know where else to put it. Right, right. And that's the one place that I don't have mine yet is YouTube. And a lot of people are, are putting their podcasts on YouTube now, you know, with just like an image as the video. And then, you know, you can just listen to the audio. And I haven't done that yet. And I need to because, again, it's just it's another place where people can discover you. And the more, the better. Um, for me, I I tried doing YouTube with the podcasts, and then I yeah. realized it was just a completely different monster. And I th- yeah, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, so and I didn't want to enter that world where it was just of right. YouTube with this podcast. So I just I decided to stray from it. Um, but I can understand why a lot well, of people would put it on there. Yeah, and that's kind of what's held me back from doing it a little bit is that it's like it it is a bit of a different creature. But I'm like, well, but at the same time, that's more discoverability. So maybe, I don't know, we'll see if I if I sit down and do it at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Have you ever considered um, monetizing your podcast or is that possible or? Yeah, I'd like to do that, but uh, you really need a lot of downloads to get to the point where that really makes sense and where it's a little easier to get advertisers. Now I know people who've like start off and they've got promos that they're doing, you know, they've got advertisers basically. And I need to talk to them and find out how they did that because uh, yeah, I mean, my show is doing well, but, and it's kind of, you know, once you, once you get into podcasting and you've got a media host and, you know, you'll start getting information basically. And, and I've come to realize that my show is kind of on the average level for podcasts, which is not as high a number of downloads as you would expect, but, you know, everything I've heard says to kind of get in. There are companies that do podcast advertising to even be looked at by them. You have to have 5,000 downloads. Is it an episode or a month? Either way, I'm nowhere near it. So <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. But, and then, and then it's like if you had a, 
if you have certain kinds of podcasts where there are really a lot of like maybe local companies or smaller companies that would benefit from advertising with you, then you can go reach out to them and see if they might be interested in trying that with you. But for my show, I'm always like, well, the, the people I think would be good and would match the show are big companies like Turner Classic Movies or AMC or Regal Cinemas. And I'm not quite big enough for that yet. So, uh, so at this point, I'm just, you know, sinking my own money into it and, and I don't have any sponsors, but eventually it will get to that point and I'll be happy. Do you have a Patreon? I do not yet. No, that's another one. And uh, that there's so much that goes into that, that I haven't had the time to really sit down and concentrate on what to offer people in exchange for patronizing me on Patreon. Like, you know, you want to have something special that you can offer to them. And I just haven't sat down and figured out what that would be. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we're nearing the end of our podcast. Do you have any advice to listeners out there who would love to be a podcaster? Yes, I do. Just do it. Uh, one of the things that I'm proudest of becoming involved with as a podcaster is uh, a group called Podcast Advocates. And you can find them online, podcastadvocates.com, uh, with our mutual friends from Radio Brendo Man. And, uh, you know, we do panels at Comic-Cons and things, and that's what we're there for is to tell people, look, just get started. Don't worry about what gear you're starting with. You know, if all you have is a, a gaming headset, use that to record. Just if you have a story to tell or you have something you want to talk about, do it because it's it's not that difficult to start. And we've got information for you at the Podcast Advocates website that will help you get started and get you all the information you need to get set up and, and get going. Uh, now, I, I did ask where we could find you earlier, but it, mm-hmm. uh, um, do you want to uh, plug anything else of yours, or uh, do you want to just re-tell uh, re- people what, uh, where to find you again? <laughs> Sure, of course. Yeah. And well, I can also plug the social media for it. So, uh, I'm, uh, the show is on Facebook and Twitter. It's at movies made me pod. And on Instagram, it's at movies made me. So come follow me there and, and communicate with me. I love when people talk to me. I always talk back. And, uh, and then again, you can hear the show at mmmpodcast.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music and iHeartRadio. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on to uh, my podcast. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you. I am am thrilled to be on it. (laughs) This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.